0: God we love you
1: Disciples house. Please be seated. You ever done without air? You get desperate really fast. That's what this song is about. The air we breathe. His holy presence living in us. Our daily bread. His very word spoken to us. We should be desperate for it. Amen. I know we're all lost without it. We take it for granted. He died for us. He hung on the cross for us.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you,
1: Father God. He was whipped for us. For our sins. And we take it for granted. We need to make this the air we breathe. In our daily bread. And we need to take it seriously. He took it seriously. We get so busy with our lives. We get so busy with the times. And the things going on around us. We forget what he gave for us. We shouldn't do that. Without him, we're truly lost. But thank God we're found. Okay. Anyhow, upcoming events. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, Hey, we're going to have a Christmas fellowship December 16th (laughs) at 6 p.m. at Julie's Place in Peach Street. I know she's got good food there. I had plenty of it when I was over there at the hospital managing that fire. <laughs> it's the only restaurant uh, close by. Um, anyways, we're gonna have uh, Christmas singing, and we're gonna be uh, doing our dirty reindeer games this year. Uh, everyone is asked to bring a wrapped Christmas ornament uh, or and or decor to gift. Uh, the church is providing everyone's meals plus gratuity, uh, but you're welcome to jet- bless Julie's staff if you wish, and we encourage it. Uh, December 25th, we're going to have a Christmas evening worship service. Uh, so, oh, excuse me, join us at 5 p.m. as we worship God in spirit and, and truth. Uh, bring your favorite Christmas cookies uh, to share during our time of fellowship following the service. And then January 1st, we're going to have intercessory prayer for the lost. Uh, that's going to be Monday evening at 6 p.m. on the 1st, uh, as we pray for the harvest of the last, of the last days. And now uh, we are working on the Ark Encounter uh, and Creation Museum uh, uh, trip we're going to do. Uh, there is a sign-up sheet up, up front. Sorry. Uh, for that, so if you're in, if you're wanting to come, uh, make sure you get your name on it, uh, so we can figure out exactly uh, what the logistics of all that will be. And then uh, Generation Life Youth Camp is going to be uh, in July this year. Uh, after the, hey, it's a week after the Fourth of July. Yay! It's not right not on top not of two it. Two days. No? Yeah. Uh, okay. And all right. So that's the announcements. Up. Uh, so our meditation for this week, our in Him is Hebrews 10, verse 14. It says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified.
0: Amen.
1: Kind of goes with the song.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, for by, so our confession, For by a single offering,
2: so, For by a single offering,
1: Je- Jesus has forever and completely Jesus
3: says, forever and completely
1: cleansed and perfected me as I was consecrated and made holy by my faith in him. All right, so our healing song for uh, our healing scripture for this week is Psalms 41, verse 2. The Lord will protect them and preserve their lives. He will make them happy in the land. He will not abandon them to the power of their enemies. So our confession, the Lord will protect me and keep me alive. I will be called blessed in the land. And you will not deliver me to the will of my enemies. Uh, amen. Thank you, Lord. Ah. Well, Lord, we thank you for this day. We are truly blessed and grateful. You are the Lord Most High, the Lord above all lords, the King above all kings. And you made a way for us so that we wouldn't be an undergoer, but we'd be un- over- over- overcomers. We wouldn't be the head, or we wouldn't be the tail, we'd be the head. We wouldn't be the last, we'd be the first. Lord, you've made all things possible for us. Through you, we can do all things, and we will do all things. In your name. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. The name above all names. You must bow, you must flee. You cannot operate here, you cannot operate in these people. You will not come to steal, kill, or destroy. You must flee in Jesus' name. Lord, we just love you. We love you with our whole hearts. We love you with every fiber of our being. We truly are desperate without you. We truly are lost without you. Thank God we have you. Amen.
4: Uh, Good morning, Disciples House. Let's do our confession together. I am the image of God. I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am crucified. I am a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but I'll live in Christ. I am dead to sin. Quickened to life, and saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with Him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith. I am chosen and I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I reign as a king in this life. I can do all things in and through Christ. I am near to God by the blood of Jesus. I am raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Amen.
0: So, before Jesus, people were tossed to and fro by the wiles of the devil. Satan's still trying that with us today. Oh, we have a king.
3: We have a king. Glory. Glory.
0: Glory to you, Lord.
4: The world waits for a miracle,
0: the heart falls for a little bit of hope. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. For peace on earth And she's calling out Prophecy of her Oh come Oh come in back Die for our sins. And by your stripes we are healed. To you be all the honor. Thank you. Jesus the Lamb. Glory, glory. glory. No.
2: yeah I surrender thank
3: you Lord. We sing to you and only you glory, 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 glory
2: thank you. Lord.
3: father we surrender all to you father we do love you we honor you we father we exalt you father God father we choose to put you first in Jesus mighty name father we do worship you we honor you we've come together to hear the ministering of your word father we bind Satan in Jesus mighty name you have no place in this service you have no place in the thoughts or the minds of the people You will not come to steal the word in any way, shape, or form. Satan, you just get out in Jesus' name. Father, we loose the powers of heaven. We loose the angelic assistance. We loose the wisdom, the knowledge, the revelation of God. And, Father, we thank you for angelic assistance. We thank you for help from heaven this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, turn and greet somebody as you're seated. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You got something?
1: So as we, as, we, as we lay ourselves down before the Lord, and we lift Him higher, that's what we're called to do, right? So we lay down our rights. We lay down our lives. We abandon all of our pride. And we Thank focus you. our eyes on Him.
2: Thank and you, Father.
1: through this, He becomes greater, and we become less. But... He promises us that as we put Him first, as we lift Him up, we are lifted up with Him.
3: Thank you, we Father. can do
1: all things through Him.
3: Thank you, Father.
1: We don't become less. We become more because Thank we you. lift Him up.
3: Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father.
1: We put ourselves Thank as you, less, Father. but in doing so and lifting Him up, we become more.
3: That's right. Because Thank we are you, in Lord. Him
1: and He is in us.
3: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I'm gonna ask you a question this morning. What is truth? What is truth? What God says. Word of truth. If you ask the world what is truth, what would they tell you? But I said.
1: Whatever they, I feel they like. They
3: tell you that truth is um relative. It's that subjective. truth that that it's that truth is whatever I want to choose truth to be. That's situational your own or it's your own truth. That's not the definition. If no. you actually look up the definition of truth. Now, granted, I looked at it. In fact, let's just find out. Because I didn't, I didn't happen to ask Google. Let's find out. Hey, Google, what is truth? The quality of being true, genuine, actual, or factual Hey, Google has not actually changed the definition much. That's pretty cool. It's the quality of being true, genuine, actual, or factual. According to uh, the 19, oh gosh, what dictionary do I have? According to Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary, right. 1828, the word truth means conformity To fact or reality. In other words, truth is not an opinion. Truth is based in fact. And Jesus said in John chapter 14. Let's go to John chapter 14. John 14. This is pretty interesting. We'll start off in verse 1. Because in verse 1, Jesus tells us to do something very specific.
1: All right. Verse 1, chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled.
3: Let not your heart be troubled, which means anxiety, fear, worry, and stress are a choice. If you are stressed, you choose to be stressed.
1: Amen. If you
3: are worried, you choose to be worried. If you're in fear, it's because you choose to be in fear. If you're dismayed, it's because you choose to be dismayed. Well, pastor, you're not being very compassionate right now. No, I'm actually being very compassionate. Because if I don't tell you the truth, then I leave you in those things. But, but, see, but people, pastor,
1: but pastor, the world tells me that 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 I should be in fear and I should be in worry and I should be troubled that that everything's going wrong.
3: But Jesus said
1: But Jesus says, but let Jesus not said, your heart be troubled.
3: Let not your heart be troubled. And so, why
1: why does he say that? He says Believe in God.
3: Right. Believe
1: also in me.
3: Yep, he said, "Let you your, put your heart trust not in be troubled." In other words, he—if if I say, um, "Let the lights be turned on," or "Let the lights be turned off," how much do you know? That's a choice. That's a choice. Let—let let, you know. Let not means that you have a choice to make. Amen. You have a choice to make. So when people are like, I'm completely stressed out, I'm like, Well, why are you choosing that? Well, I'm completely distraught. Why are you choosing that? I'm full of anxiety. Why? Be- and the whole problem is is you're not in control. Well, I got news for you, Boo Boo. You're not you're in You've never control. been in control. <laughs> You've never been in control. The only
1: control you have is of your choices.
3: That's right. You've never been in control. And here's the deal. God is a good God. And if he said, don't be troubled, that means you have everything in you that you need to not be troubled. You're just choosing not to access it. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Now, here's the deal. If they don't have God... If you don't have God, then you have no control over being troubled or not.
2: That's true. Because
3: your God is the God of fear. Your God is the God of doubt. Your God is the doubt of stress, worry, and anxiety. That, that's, why? Because that's who Satan is. Satan is the God of fear. And what is worry? Worry is the fear of what could go wrong. Fear, worry is, the at the root of worry is fear. At the root of stress is fear. So the question is, is what are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid that things aren't going to work out. Well, it's not in your control anyways. It's not in your control anyways. And honestly, what is you being worried and stressed out going to do for you? How's it going to fix the problem? I can be up all night pacing the floor and twiddling my thumbs. Is it going to change the situation? No. So you might as well just lay down and go to sleep. It's going to have the same effect. It's going to have the same effect. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Colin, you, and he, why, can, why is that the rule? Because you believe in God. And if you believe in God, then you need to also believe in Jesus. Amen. Many people believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. Or many people believe in Jesus, but don't believe in the Father God many people will believe in Jesus and the Father but they don't believe in the Holy Ghost no you need all three you need all three see the father is the provider Jesus is the advocate and the Holy Ghost is the one that brings it to pass amen you have to have all three parts for it to work he said if you know in this point uh it is in this situation uh We're still under the Old Testament because this is Jesus talking. They're still in the Old Testament, so they don't yet have the Holy Ghost. But he's fixing to talk about the Holy Spirit. But he goes on and he says, let's keep reading.
1: In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you.
3: Now, check this out. He said, in my Father's what? House. In his house. In the Father's house, there are what? Many mansions. Many mansions. Man, that's a big house. It is. Think about that. That's a big... Have you ever thought about that statement? In my Father's house, there are many mansions. mansions. Yeah, mansions are not little. Have you ever thought that through? He said, in my Father's house, there are many mansions, period, or colon, Which means, he said, if this is not, which means what I'm fixing to say is directly connected to what I just said. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. This is actually wedding, this is actually wedding language. Believe it or not. Jewish wedding This is Jewish wedding language. Because how they, even today, how a Jewish man proposes... Is he will speak to a woman, and he will, and he will say. basically, what he does is he asks, um, "If my father prepares a place for you, will you come?" That's basically how the proposal goes. And if the woman says yes, I'll come, then the Jewish man goes back to the father's house, and they prepare and attach to the father's house an entire house. For that son and his wife and their family,
1: and that's basically how they engage. They get engaged.
3: That's the engagement, and and then okay. it takes about two year a year about two years, and the, and, the, and 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 he'll come back to his fiance, and and he'll say, and actually what he does is he actually sends a servant out ahead of time. He sends out a forerunner ahead of time, and he and the forerunner announces to the intended bride
1: and her family
3: and her family that the house is ready and when he announces the house is ready that lets that bride know that the groom is coming in a very short period of time the groom will be there in about two weeks time and so the 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 brides at that point prepare they begin to get prepared they begin to get ready well guess what the mansions are built And he said this. He said, In my father's house, there are what? Many mansions. Many mansions. Which means, guess what? There's many brides.
1: There's a lot of space.
3: There's a lot of space. Well, guess who gets to be the bride? The ones that have prepared themselves for the wedding. Amen. And therefore, and listen, if you know that you're fixing to get married, if you know, and and here's the deal. In Jewish culture, if you are getting married to somebody that can prepare a mansion for you, how much do you know that means that man has all the supply you will ever need? Amen. How much do you know that? I mean, hello. Jesus said there's many mansions. Guess what? That means God has all the provision you'll ever need. You'll ever need. And here's the deal. During the engagement period, they are the groom's family already begins to take care of the bride and her family. So even though we're in the engagement period, we're already being taken care of. This was proposal language that Jesus was using he said verse 3. He said this,
1: "And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there may, there you may be also."
3: He said them now. He said, "Listen, I'm going to prepare the place and this is not a joke. I'm seriously coming back." He said, "I'm ser- seriously, I am coming back." Let's keep going.
1: And where I go, you know. And the way, you know.
3: How about Jesus said, the place I'm going, you know it. You know where I'm going. How much do we know? Do we know where Jesus is? Yeah. He is in the the third heaven. He's in the kingdom of heaven. God has prepared his throne. He's he's wearing his royal robe. He's wearing the train that fills the temple. He's had the victory parade. It's all prepared. And then look at what Thomas says.
1: Of Of course it would be Thomas.
3: Of course it would be Thomas. Thomas
1: saith unto him, Lord, we know not where you go, and how can we know the way?
3: How much do you know this is Christians? This is Christians. This is Christians. Just go ahead and say it. I'm a Thomas. Just go ahead and say it. I'm a Thomas. I'm a Thomas. I'm a Thomas. How much do you know? Because what do we say? Well, where is heaven? That's one of the first questions baby Christian asks. Well, where is heaven? And you explain it to them, and their head goes tilt, and they go, I don't get it. Explain it to me again. Explain it to me again. Explain it to me again. It's very simple. There's three heavens. There's the atmospheric heaven where the clouds and the blue sky and the rain and all that is. That's the first heaven. The second heaven is where the planets and the stars and the Milky Way, and that goes on beyond what we can see or know. Even though our ability continues to expand, we'll never reach past that. Beyond there is the third heaven. That's called the heavenlies, and in there is this kingdom where God is, and that's the third heaven. That's where heaven is. How much do you know your brain just went tilt? Your brain just went tilt. But Jesus said where he was going, he was going to be with the Father. Where is he going? To the spirit realm. Well, is this Christians do this? Is the spirit realm really real? Yes. Oh, and here we can say yes, but let me get you alone one on one. Let me get you alone one on one. Then it becomes
1: I don't know. Then it becomes sure.
3: You know, do you really believe in heaven? Well, Pastor, if I'm being honest. Well, what you should be honest. Sometimes, maybe, I think, I don't know. How much of you, we're all undercover Thomases, to some degree. And, and now, I'm not an undercover Thomas. I, flat, I can tell you 100% without a doubt, I 100% believe in heaven. I 100% believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. I've experienced too much to deny it. I've experienced too much to deny it. But yet I've got little ones over here that will say, I've been to the throne room of God, but I just don't know if I believe in God or not. Have you gotten past that? that. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, yes, you have. Oh, I've got witnesses. Oh, yes, I've got witnesses. Come on. Listen. Yeah. Come on. How
1: much do you know that it's, it's the plan of Satan? To convince you that heaven's not a real place. That's right. That's why, that's why we have so much fantasy stuff, so much sci-fi stuff. That's why they talk about aliens all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all to convince you that yeah. heaven's just make-believe.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's,
1: that's, why, that's why TVs, you know, they're entertaining, but at the same time... They're
3: full of evil, deceiving lies.
1: There's a lot of bad in there, too. Yeah. And you got to be real careful what you yeah. watch.
3: Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. And in their day, they didn't know. But how much you know? We know. But Thomas said this. Thomas said, um, we don't know where you're going. But Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. If you want to have actual life, you need to lose your life and gain Christ. See, your life is seated in Christ. Your your life is hidden in Christ. If you want to truly have life, you need to actually live, move, and breathe in Christ. Why? Because he is truth. He is factual. There, you can ask the, you can ask people of science that's paid any actual attention that's not just deluding themselves, but will actually look at the physical evidence. And if you can get them to actually look at the physical evidence, they will tell you without a doubt, Jesus Christ was a real man and he 100% was the son of Mary and he 100% was crucified at the cross and we cannot, through all of the records, there's no documentation as to why he was actually crucified. Well, what does that mean? It means they can't find his criminal record because there wasn't one. There wasn't one. He is the truth. Now Many
1: are many are thinking, but if I if I lay down everything and give up everything, how do I gain everything from Christ? Come well, on. Jackie, if I was to adopt you into my family, you're broke, you've got nothing, but I adopt you into my family. Are you still broke? No, because got, you got you you're part of my family. You have what I have, right? Well, God's the same way. He wants us to have. He's got everything. He created everything. He wants us to have everything. So how does he do that? He adopts us into his family. When when we accept that, when we step into that, and we become, and Christ comes in in us, and we in Him, then we have everything. We're not we're not losing everything. We're gaining everything.
0: But, here's the but
1: yes, we have to lay ourselves down first in order to do that. You can't, you can't become part of Christ and keep yourself.
3: Um, I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 3. Well, Pastor, are we talking about truth? No, actually, I want to ask you this question next. What is your mind on? What is your mind on? What is your attention on? What is your affection on? Colossians chapter 3. It's hiding.
1: I'll you got to go it. that way. I know, but it's hiding. It's oh, there it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Colossians chapter 3. If you have been born again, and everybody in here has been born again, people online have been born again, what does it mean to be born again? You've received Jesus as Lord, not just Savior. You are here to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Not just Savior. That's a failure on the church's part. Jesus is so much more than Savior. He's Lord of all. And if you've received him as Lord, that means whatever he says, that's what you do. And how much you know, we just saw in John, he said, let not your heart be troubled. It's a choice. So, you know, people say, well, I have all these problems. I have all these demons. I have all this stress. I have all this drama. It's choice.
1: Well, do you I wa- have all this anxiety. Well, do you want to keep Choice. all these? Do you want to keep all those things? No. Well, then no. give them to God. That's right. And take what He's got.
3: That's right. But look at verse verse one. He said, "If you be what risen, most Christians are still in the grave." Amen. Most Christians well, are still in the grave. Not
1: amen. It's true.
3: well I mean so be be it I mean it is true you're agreeing with it but yeah it said if you be risen with Christ at some point you've got to get up out of your mess at some point you've got to be risen out of the grave at some point you've got to get some boldness and some tenacity and say you know what lies you don't control me anymore Fear, you don't control me anymore. Anxiety, you don't control me anymore. Physical body, you don't control me anymore.
1: Here's the deal. Truthfully, the only thing we have is our choices. That's right. I mean, that's the only thing we can control is our choices. So we have to choose to lay that stuff down. We have to do it daily to lay that stuff down and pick up what the Lord has for us.
3: See, when you came into Christ, by the time... Now, in their day, that might have been a little different. But in our day, when you came into Christ, Christ had already left the grave. Which means you've got some catching up to do. Amen. That means you've got to take what was in your old life, fear, stress, worry, anxiety, doubt, lying, cussing, stealing, snorting, tooting, whatever... You got going on, whatever your stuff is, you need to say, well, that's not of God. It goes in the grave and it stays in the grave. Here's the deal. It takes conscious work and effort for you to keep those things in the grave.
1: Yep. You and have hey, to. But here's the the
3: moment that you realize, oh, I've got problems. That's the moment that you take those problems and, and you them put up. them back in the grave and you bury them again. Don't hold on to them. Don't drag them out of the cemetery and into your day-to-day life. Take them back to the cemetery. Bury them in Christ again and get back up and do things the way God told you to do them.
1: Now here's the deal, and it's a wonderful deal. Christ died for us. Now all we have to do is die for him. We have to put ourselves down and die to our flesh so that we can be in, be with him and him with us,
3: well pastor, I hear you talking right and I try so hard, but those things just creep up in my mind continually every time I turn around i 'm thinking i'm stressing, Control this is not what, what, oh gosh. You know, what if I don't get an A on that homework assignment? What if I mess up the job assignment? What if I, what me? if I, what if I blow the, the 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 project at work? What if I don't get this done in time? What if I don't get it? You're not. My... What? Here's the thing. Amen. Look at what it says. It says, if you be with, if you be risen in Christ, you're to do what?
1: Seek those things which are above.
3: You are to be thinking on the things above if your mind is cluttered with doubt and unbelief and what if and stress and anxiety and fear and lies and i'm not good enough and i'm not loved and i don't matter and all the other lies of satan the reason that that is what is going on in your brain is because you are not seeking the things which are above Well, Pastor, that's just being mean. Are you sure you're having compassion? Oh, I'm sure. Do you know that Jesus, that the people sat and listened to Jesus for three days? Y'all get fussy when we run. Actually, y'all do good. Y'all don't get too bad. Y'all don't get too bad when we run a little over. But I can see it on your faces. We approach that 10 minutes to 12, 15 minutes to 12, and I can see it. Y'all are starting to get kind of wearied. Can you imagine sitting with Jesus For three days and three nights, and he never stopped teaching. For three days and three nights. And it was after three days and three nights that Jesus said, I am moved with compassion, for they have been with me for three days and three nights with nothing to eat. (laughs) Come on. Can you imagine Jesus talking to you for three days and three nights? Come on. How about Paul? Paul was preaching. Paul was preaching until midnight, and some old kid fell out the window. down. He fell down multiple stories, fell out the window, and died upon impact. And Paul went out there, told him to get up in the name of Jesus, went back upstairs, and went back to preaching with the kid laying dead in the street. Why? Because he knew the name would work. Amen. Because he knew the name would work. And it wasn't long. And the kid came into the room and sat down and listened some more. Come on. Come on. And he kept preaching till morning. Why? Because they had set, they had set their minds on the things above. They were concerned with the spiritual things. They were not concerned with. Because I can. I mean, I, I see you right there. You're sitting there thinking. But pastor, you just don't know how unloved I am. Pastor, you just don't know how much I don't measure up. Pastor, you just don't understand the weight that I carry, knowing that God called me and knowing that I don't qualify. Pastor, you just don't know how concerned I am about how am I going to pay this bill or how am I going to pay that bill. Yeah, I understand all of it. Because you know why I understand all of it? Because the same thoughts attack my mind. But I've also put all those thoughts in the grave as many times as it took to get them to shut up. Well, I do good for I do the good for fifteen, twenty minutes. I might even do good for a couple of days, Pastor, and then I fall flat on my face again. Get up and do it again.
1: Well you're in good company Get if you're that way. Again. Nobody in the Bible was, was qualified except for Jesus.
3: That's right. Moses That's right.
1: Moses was a murderer and a stutterer. That's right. But God called him to go speak to Pharaoh.
3: That's right. Come David, on. David
1: David was a cheater and a murderer.
3: That's right. Come on.
1: But God called him to be king. The shot.
3: Right. I mean, come on. You
1: could go on and on. There's plenty of examples. Right. Nobody in the Bible was perfect except Noah, Jesus.
3: Noah was the most right. Was the only righteous in his day.
1: Well, he was the most right. He
3: was the only right. He said he was the only right one. He said he was the only right one. Come on. He said. And then
1: after 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 it all happened, he went and got drunk. and right?
3: drunk. Come on.
1: That's pretty drunk.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He said, if you be risen with Christ, those things which are... He said, seek those things which are above. Seek. What does that mean? To seek means you have to, on purpose, activate it. On purpose, you have to make an effort. On purpose, you're going to have to learn to think about the things of God on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. You're going to have to learn to think... On purpose. What does that mean? It means that when you realize you're thinking doubt, fear, and unbelief, you go, oh, oh head show sure, no, Satan. Take those thoughts. I'm not thinking on that. Father, I'm thinking about how you are more than enough. I'm thinking about how you're my all-sufficiency. I'm thinking about how you're God El Shaddai. I'm thinking about how you're Jehovah Jireh. I'm thinking about, and if you don't know what those things mean, man, get it on your phone. Listen, there's no reason today for anybody to not have the word at the tip of their fingertips i mean come on why don't you turn off your video games and turn on the word amen come on seriously seriously it's a bare minimum instead of having the video game music or whatever at least have the bible reading while you're playing it start somewhere start somewhere come on get the word in you he said he said, seek those things which are above. Why? Because the things that you think on are below. Let me, th- let me, let me make that very clear. If you're thinking worry, you're thinking on the thoughts of Satan. If you're full of fear, doubt, and unbelief, Satan has a hold of your mind. If you're thinking a, lo- a lack of love, a lack of, uh, of increase, a lack of provision, a lack of anything, if you're thinking lack, you're thinking on the things of Satan. Satan has a hold of your mind. You have two choices. Who's going to fill your mind, Satan or God? Amen. That's your choice. Who's going to fill your mind, Satan or God? When you're watching TV, who's filling your mind, Satan or God? When you're watching YouTube videos, who's filling your mind, Satan or God? When you're listening to music, who's filling your mind, Satan or God? I got so annoyed at the Christmas music yesterday, I could have thrown my radio out of the car.
1: Except it's attached.
3: I could (laughs) have. It's all about Satan. uh, Satan. No. It's all about Santa and it's all about Rudolph, and it's, all about, it's all about the reindeers, and it's all about, ooh, it's cold outside, let's get together, and all this crazy stuff. Uh, there was this a new song, Snowball, I was like, what is that, snow? I was like, what is that? I listened to it for a couple of minutes, I said, dear Lord, that's worse than, uh, you know, baby, it's cold outside. I mean, they were talking crazy stuff. And not, I said, what is this nonsense? We drove all the way to burn and home, and you want to know how many nativity scenes we saw? You want to know how many Santa Clauses, how many Mickey Mouses, how many dinosaurs, how many. I'm, I'm not kidding, dinosaurs and dragons. Come on. In a, More in than a Santa I hat. could count. More than I could count. Come on. We have. We, a Christian nation, have forgotten, has forgotten what's, what Christmas is about. We have allowed the pagans to take back their holiday. We've allowed it. We've allowed it. This is the season that we are supposed to be proclaiming Christ. Do you know Amen. that most of the churches were dark? I think I saw one church with the light of Christ. One. From here to Boone. Come on. This is our season. People have gotten all, people have all gotten, oh, we're Christians, we don't celebrate pagan holidays. No, we don't celebrate pagan holidays, but we sure can use their pagan holiday to teach them about Christ, which is what we had actually done. You know how many Christmases I saw? None. You know how many happy holidays I saw? More than I could count. Come on. Why? Why? You want to know why our nation's in the state that it's in? Because we have failed to set our affect- because we have failed to set our affections on the things above. Well, let's read verse two.
1: Well, let's start let's finish reading the first. Okay, box.
3: we'll finish reading first <laughs> one.
1: If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So those things that are above are where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth.
3: That where it says set your affection, a better translation would Desire. be set your mind. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Set your mind on the things above. How much do you know the scripture says that God will give you the desires of your heart? It says it will, but do you know that's not the whole verse? Did you know that? It says, delight yourself, delight yourself in God. I didn't pull that scripture, it just came to mind. They'll pull it for me in a minute. Delight delight yourself in God, and then God will give you the desires of your heart. What does it mean to delight yourself? What is it? Psalms 37: Delight means to, with exuberant joy, pursue." That's what it means. It means to delight yourself in God means to, with exuberant joy, pursue God. When was the last time you pursued God? When 374, Psalms 37 four in delight yourself also in the Lord, with, deli- with, with joyful excitement, pursue, pursue God, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. If you are not getting the desires of your heart, it's because you're failing to delight yourself. In the Lord. In the Lord.
1: Or you are delighting yourself in the wrong things.
3: Right, you're 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 joyful. Listen, we're supposed to go to Joshua chapter one. Come on, Joshua, Joshua chapter one. Joshua. Come on. That's... I put Zach on the spot the other day, and I asked him. I said, "Tell me something. What does your meditation look like?" That was. I wasn't going to tell him what your answer was. Uh, listen. You're, you're, if I ask you, what does your meditation look like? You should say, man, my mind's on Christ all the time. I am constantly thinking about the things of God. I am constantly thinking about the things of God. Constantly. Constantly. You have to train yourself to set your mind on the things above. It doesn't happen by osmosis, it doesn't happen just because, well, I'm busy. Or, well, I love God, so I I don't know. You actually have to train. You have to teach yourself, which means you have to put forth effort. But I tell you what, if you will delight yourself in the things of God, if you will begin to think on the things of God, if you will begin to think like God, how much do you know, the Bible says that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts? Yep. Man. It ought to be one of your goals for your thoughts to come in line with God's thoughts. Come on. His words are higher than our words. Why are his words higher than ours?
1: Because his are true.
3: Because he believes his and he speaks only truth. What would happen if... uh, I want you to think about this. If we got exactly, if if God truly, I mean, think about this. Aren't you glad that when you say, well, that just kills me, that you don't believe it?
1: Or you don't just fall over.
3: <laughs> that just blows me away. Could you imagine? Because the air just whoosh. Well, she said it. Well, I die just laughing to death. Come on. Come on. How about... We begin to delight ourselves in the things of God. How about how about we begin to be doers of the word? Joshua chapter one.
0: In verse.
3: Oh, let's start with verse eight.
1: All right. This book of Actually
3: let's start with verse five.
1: All right. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee.
3: Would you like for God to never fail you? To never forsake you? How much do you know? He's talking to Joshua, and how much do you know Joshua was always with Moses? There were times that Moses even told Joshua, Joshua, stay there. And guess what Joshua did? He stayed. No, he went. He he told he said, Joshua, you can't come. And Joshua said, where you go, I go. Then when he got halfway up to Mount Sinai, Moses then said, Joshua. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. You go any further with me, you're going to die. You're the only one that's been allowed to come this far. You've earned yourself some cred. Don't come any further. And Joshua was, and guess what? Joshua was obedient. Joshua stayed right there halfway up the mountain for 40 days. How many, When was the last time God told you to do something and you stayed with it for 40 days?
1: Or 40 minutes.
3: Come on. Come on. When was the last time you stayed with it for 40 hours? Come on. Come on. No, Joshua stayed there for 40 days. But Joshua learned some things about being that close to the presence of God. He learned that was the place he wanted to be. I guarantee you for those 40 days at that at that midpoint on that Mount Sinai, Joshua was thinking... Lord, I just, I can't wait till I qualify to come up a little bit higher. I imagine Joshua was probably right there at the cloud, and Joshua probably thought, Lord, can I, can I just, can I just, can I just. He probably he probably got so cl- he probably got close enough to that anointing. The Bible doesn't declare it, but I but I kind of suspect he got so close to that anointing that he fell backwards. Probably I don't know because I got news for you. When you get close to the anointing, the anointing will take you down. Yeah, I guarantee you. He probably he's just laying there going, ah, looking at it, just having a good time. Ah, I can't wait, God, I can't wait. And then here comes Moses down the mountain, and Moses is glowing with the glory of God. He's thinking, oh. He's thinking, God, I can't wait till I get there. Come on. But how much you know, in order for Joshua to get to the point where Moses was, Joshua had to imitate Moses. For you to get to the point where Pastor Mike and I are, you're going to have to imitate us. And I got news for you. Until you Until you learn how to meditate day and night, you will not get there. How we got here was meditating day and night. My mind is always on the things of God. I'm always talking to the Lord. I'm always, always, always analyzing the word and breaking the word down. But here's the deal. I have the promise because I get to say this. Lord, as you were with Moses, so shall you be with me. You can say the same thing. Did you know that? You get to say the same thing. Lord, as you were with Moses, you will be with me. Lord, as as the Holy Spirit was on Jesus, the Holy Spirit's in me. Come on, you get to say these things. Father God, you will always be with me, and you will never fail me, and you will never forsake me. True that. Come on, let's keep going.
1: Be strong and of a good courage.
3: Come on, how much do you know?
1: What's a good courage?
3: Be strong and be of good courage. Listen. Does that mean
1: there's a bad courage?
3: Yeah. There you go. Cowardly. What is bad courage? It means that you have courage. You'd rather, listen. We say this. We say, man, it takes a lot of faith to be an atheist. I'm gonna tell you right now. It takes a lot of faith to keep to to stay with the lies of Satan. It takes a lot of faith for you to, to for you to trust and believe in Satan. When Satan says you can't do it, you go. I, you're right, Satan. I can't do it. That's actually faith. That's actually bad courage. You're putting your courage and your faith in your enemy rather than in your God. Come on. Come on. You can. Are you putting your courage in good things or are you putting your courage in wrong things? What are you putting your courage? What are you putting your courage in? What are you putting your courage in? Huh? Well, that's a choice. You understand that's a choice. Well, are you gonna change it. You guess? Uh, 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 if you uh, guess,
1: uh, that's not enough. <laughs>
3: Who's your courage in? Oh, God, or otherwise I wouldn't be here. What's your courage in? The, uh, is it really? No, it's in the promises of God.
1: So, so, I'm going,
3: wait, wait. I got one more. One more? Okay. Let's be honest. Let's be true. Who is your courage in? <laughs> is your courage in Satan, yourself, or God? Now it's in God. Amen. Before it was. <laughs>
1: three weeks ago.
3: Oh, three weeks ago, my courage was in Satan. How much she you know she's being honest with herself? Yep. Brianna was being honest with herself. Come so, on. So in that, the... Come on. Listen, listen. Because there's times your courage is in self. It's not always... Well, I'm not really believing in Satan, Pastor, but I'm not really believing in God. I'm trusting in my own might, power, and ability. I'm trusting in my own willingness to do things. How much, how much you know, you can put your, your courage into three different places. You put your courage and your faith into Satan. You can put your courage and your faith into God. Most people's courage is right here on self. I can do it. Used to, my husband used to drive me crazy with healing. Used to? Yes. <laughs> healing. Because he'd get a headache. And I'd ask him, would you pray about it? No, this is many years ago. That really helps ago. my headache
1: when she says that. Many my stress years level ago. Goes...
3: <laughs> many years ago. He doesn't do this anymore, but he used to. I'd go, have you prayed about it? He'd go, no. I'd go, why not? He'd go, because I just, God's got more on his plate than my headache. He doesn't need to deal with my headache. I can carry my own headache. Hello?
1: I've learned. I've learned. <laughs> Trust me, I've learned. I hate headaches.
3: I don't have them anymore. She said, Pastor Robbie, he's tapping. (laughs) How much do you know? Listen, how much do you know?
1: You're getting sidetracked.
3: No, I'm not. (laughs) Courage.
1: Courage, yes. You want to know what courage
3: is? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I didn't lose it. No, I didn't lose it. Listen. Well... Why don't you go talk to God? Well, I don't want to bother him. He's got too much on his plate. This is small and little and insignificant. It's, it's, it's I don't want to wake God up. He never sleeps. He never sleeps. Why are you waking me up? I sleep. He don't sleep. I sleep. Call on
0: him.
1: That's good.
0: Uh, is so, your courage
3: in your pastor or your God?
1: So so, so, good courage or bad courage? Okay, so what is courage? Courage is when you stand up for something. Right? When you stand up for something, you're being courageous. So what you stand up that's for right. is what you choose to stand up for is what makes it bad or good. What are you going to stand for? If it's good, then that's good courage. If that's it's right. bad... It's not.
3: Come on. Be a str- be now. Here's the other thing. Be strong. I'm just too weak to rely on God. No, He said, "Be strong." Guess what? Strong is a choice. Strong is a choice. If strong wasn't a choice, He couldn't tell you to be strong. He's not talking about physical strength. He's talking about strength of strength of personality, strength of spirit. He's talking about come on. Tap into your spirit and be strong. Why? And honestly, he's talking to the Old Testament people. The Old Testament people didn't even have spirit. He just—he said, he said dig into that personality that I gave you and find strength and stand up in it. Stand up in it.
1: You know, I never really realized how, how important this one verse is, this one part of this one verse. Come be on. strong and be of good courage. So when Satan tells you, That something you believe in God, you believe about God is not true, but you know that it is true, you can choose to believe, you can choose to doubt and believe Satan, or you can say, no, Satan, that's not what the Bible says, that's not what my God says, that's not who my God is. I believe this, that's being strong. When you stand up to Satan, when you stand up to Satan, you're being courageous.
3: That's right, that's right.
1: You have to be strong and of good courage. Why? Because he will not forsake you. It says right before there, he says, I will not fail thee nor forsake you. I will be with you all the days of your life. None shall stand, be able, no man shall be able to stand before you
0: That's
3: all right. the
1: days of your life.
3: That's right.
1: So I was with Moses. I will be with you. And he's not talking here to, to Joshua. He's talking to all of you. Come on. So
3: Joshua was just when the opportunity comes Israel. to
1: doubt the word of God, be strong, be of good courage. Stand up to that thought and tell it no. When you when you get a, a doubt in your mind and you want to call Robbie at two o'clock in the morning or text her. <laughs>
0: 11 well, o'clock.
1: OK, but you've done it pretty late. I know that. But when you do that. Be strong. Stand up to that thought. Tell it no. Yeah, That's not on. the way my God is. You know, I know who my God is, and, and, and He's not like that. And,
3: Brianna, just to make you feel better, you are not the only one that calls me or texts me late. No. You are not. Not at all. You are not, by any on means. On the other hand,
1: if you need to call her, call her. That's
3: right.
1: Don't call he'll me. I'll call him. He'll be
3: asleep. He'll be, snoring, <laughs> he'll be sawing logs. Listen, be strong and of good courage. For unto his people shall thou divide an inheritance, uh, an inheritance, the land which I swore unto the forefathers to give. We understand that he's talking about Israel. We understand that. But how much do you know? He also swore an inheritance unto you, the children of God. Absolutely. Now, let's look at verse 7.
1: Be, or only be thou strong and very courageous.
3: He said. Here's your, he, he, he said it he, twice in two verses. But he said, he, he's telling you the only option. First, he said, be strong, be courageous. Now, he's telling you, only be strong. He's telling you, don't even back down. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to doubt. Don't give in to insecurity. Don't give in to feeling like you don't measure up. Don't give in to that. The only thing that you need to allow yourself to do is be strong. Do not allow weakness of emotion. Do not allow weakness of thoughts. Do not allow weakness of doubt and unbelief to enter in. Only be strong. And now he didn't say just good courage. He said, and be very, very courageous. courageous. Listen, what does that mean? That means that you are going to have to push past. Your fears, doubts, worries, and anxieties. You're going to have to push past. In order for you to do what God has called you to do, you are going to have to say, Okay, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up. Now, here's the deal. Does everything that God calls you to do is standing in a pulpit? No. You could be called to be a lawyer and have to stand in a courtroom. You could be called to be a doctor. You could be called to be an electrician or a plumber. How much do you know? Messing with electricity is a life... That's, that's a life and death career. That is a life and death career. It's life and death... Let me think. When are the linemen out on the lines in the middle of the rain? Who thinks this is a brilliant job? Uh, God... And God anoints and appoints people to those things. Listen, you may be called to be a stay-at-home parent and to raise your children in the, in, 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 in the things of God. You know what? That takes an anointing. That takes an appointing. That takes the power and ability of God. Sometimes, it's a, you know what? It takes a lot of courage to love your children with tough love and to listen to them go stomping through the house and slamming their doors and shouting, I hate you, when you won't let them go get drunk and high with their friends. That takes great courage. It takes great courage to tell your children, no, you can't do that, or no, you can't buy that. Why? Because then you have to deal with the emotional fallout of your children. But then you know what you also get to do? You also get to teach them how to push through those emotions. Listen, you can be anointed and appointed for anything in life. Listen, it takes somebody special to be a hairdresser. My mom retired from being a hairdresser when I left high school 32 years ago. And until Jackie graduated, nobody was allowed to cut my hair but my mom. And now Jackie only gets to cut my hair as long as my mom is present. Come on! It takes a special gifting from God.
1: Dave, Dave cuts my hair, but if he if he ever if he ever passes away, I'll just grow my hair long again and let you cut it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if
3: you don't know, he's got. Yeah. His head, his head is his head is not easy. <laughs> Anyhow,
1: so he tells he tells us twice here: be strong and of good courage. Be strong and be very courageous. Why does he tell us twice? Come on. I don't know about y'all, but but.
3: Yeah, barely, verily. I,
1: I don't know about y'all, but I can, I can, I can. And this may seem a little backwards, but I can tell the devil no. Right. Especially if I don't care about it. Whatever he's telling me, you know, like, like sometimes the devil will say, "You ought to kill that person." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, nope, not gonna do that, devil. Not gonna happen." That's I mean, an that's, easy that's one. That's a pretty easy one. No, I'm not doing that. I may, I may be mad at the moment, but I ain't killing nobody. Come on.
3: Let's be honest, but, we all have that thought.
1: So so we can stand up be the, honest. We can stand up to the devil and we can tell him no. And we can be of good courage, right? But what about when uh when your flesh is involved? Come on. You know, anybody that's ever wrestled with your flesh? You know that ain't easy. Your, flesh, your flesh wants to do something, and it's got it. a loud voice and it's attached to you. Yeah. You're not getting away from it. You yeah. gotta struggle with that all the days of your life. That's this is where being strong and very courageous comes into effect is when and actually, you stand when up, because it follows it follows right here he says it's a comma right after that it says that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law how many know the jews had a whole lot of laws and if they were going to observe them they had to have their flesh under very strict control
3: yes yeah they had, absolutely there had to be
1: no no and they
3: didn't have, and they didn't have the holy ghost to help them
1: no they didn't have the holy ghost to help them they had to be very strict with themselves in order to be able to do this and that's where the very courageous comes into this it's, mm. it's dealing with your flesh that's right. dealing with Satan can be easy or it can be hard depending on where you're at but if your flesh is involved and Satan's involved together boy mm. you're in trouble you better be very courageous
3: that's right and you're not in trouble as long as you know. Honestly, if you've been meditating on who is Jesus and your authority, power, might, and dominion in Jesus, if you have a hard time shutting up Satan, I highly recommend that you study on your authority. Honestly. Honestly. If you have a hard time shutting your mind up, what you need to study is your authority. You need to write that down. What you (laughs) need to study is your authority. That way, when you say, Satan, shut up in the name of Jesus, you know beyond a doubt that Satan must bow. Here's a pen.
1: (laughs) You can write it on your hand. I know you don't have any paper.
3: Okay. Uh Listen. That's what you need to study on. We're pick, we're just picking Brianna hard this morning. We do love you, and you know that. And these are going to help you. Hey, you know that. Hey, God
1: corrects those
3: who that's He right. loves. That's right. That's right. No, you need to study on who on your authority. Listen. When I learned, man, when I learned that every name that His name must bow, and it doesn't have an option. Whoo, ha, 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 ha. Here comes down <laughs> with the paper. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, listen, when I learned, this is the greatest revelation you'll ever get is when you learn that that every name that is named must bow. Listen, every name. Now, it might put up a fuss and it might put up a fight, but you just stay in the ring with that thing until it bows. You just don't give up. You just don't quit. The sickness tries to attack, you just keep you just keep commanding. I said, get out in the name of Jesus. P- uh, poverty keeps trying to stick to you. I mean, sometimes you just got to get mad. Listen, I get mad at the toothpaste, too. I do. Because I don't Listen. The little the little containers that your lunch meat comes in, that goes right in the trash can. I don't I don't have a problem with that. Not a problem with that. Food gets a little funky. No, we ain't going to risk it. I, I can afford food. Thank you. But that toothpaste container will talk to me every chance it gets. You get it, and it's full, and it's great, and the next thing you know, it's empty, and you're sitting there wrestling with that. I've got three more tubes underneath because I'm a child of God, but I'm going to wrestle that thing. I'll get mad, and I realize what I'm doing. And I'll, you stupid thing, i am got the wealth of Christ. Get in that trash can. Listen, sometimes you got to talk to some things. Come on, don't let your toothpaste talk to is you. That
1: where my, is that where my tube of toothpaste goes all the time?
3: <laughs> he'll keep squeezing it and squeezing it I'll and squeezing it. squeeze that thing it.
1: until it don't come out no more.
3: I told. I mean, he'll twist it and squeeze it and fight with it. Come on. Listen.
1: Yep. <laughs> I, I I'm not poverty
3: is the challenge. Yeah, okay, okay, Satan. That's a good lie right there.
1: <laughs> that sounds like that might be a pride issue.
3: <laughs> <laughs> only, be, only be thou strong. There you go, honey. You've recognized your pride. Good I,
0: know, job. I know, I know. <laughs> only
3: be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn Check it out. Turn not it. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. Amen. Listen. Fear will put you on the run. Fear will put you on the Never run. It'll make you turn. I, everybody knows you may end up in my sermon. So funny. So funny. My sister was here at the church with me, and I was doing some a little bit of office work I had to do, and uh, Bethany popped in the door, and my sister disappeared. I was like, that's weird, whatever, but I talked to Bethany and gave her the stuff and what have you, and Bethany went on her way, and my sister showed back up, and she said, Who is that? And I said, well, that's Bethany. That's one of our church members. She said, she came through the door. I didn't know what to do. I just ran. She said, "I got afraid, and I ran." My sister ran from Bethany. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? She's the sweetest person you'll meet. I thought, well, that's weird. But how much? But she, but she said, "I got scared." Scared will turn because she didn't know what to do because she's not used to church people and church life. I don't know. I thought she thought maybe you were gonna like I don't know, casting. I don't know what she thought. I don't know what she thought. Uh, grab her and shake her. Yeah, oh, you need. To- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, she thought. I thought, well, right that's yeah. weird. But okay. But how much you know? Fear will put you on the run. Fear, stress, worry, anxiety will cause you to to left and right, and I don't know what to go, and I don't know where to do, and I don't know. How much you know? You can turn to the right and the left in your mind. Don't do that. Don't do that. What What do you do? What does the word say on this subject? Well, I don't, know what, I, I don't know what to do with my job. What does the word say? Seek the Lord and he'll guide your path. Well, I, 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 just, I have all these desires and I don't know how to obtain them. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll add all these things. And he'll add you. all these things on you. You don't have to obtain what you delight for. Just seek the Lord. Just just go after God and God will add it to you. Lord, I, Lord, I, just, I, 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 don't, I, I just need to be blessed. What's the Word say? Be a doer of the Word, and He'll command the blessing to you. Amen. You know, I just don't know how, I I don't know if I can do this. What's the Word say? I can can do do all all things things. through Christ who strengthens me. What does the Word say? Amen. Every time. What does the Word say? Don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. Don't play the what-if game with Satan. If you are playing the what-if game in your mind, Satan has a hold of your mind. What is the what if? Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this does? What if God doesn't show up? What if it doesn't work? What if I got the wrong answer? What if I misheard? What if. Stop! What does the word say? The word says, God is the light of my path. The word says, God directs all my footsteps. God said, if I'm a doer of the word, his blessing, uh, he will add all of the good things to life and he will rebuke the enemy for me. Uh, You know, what does the word say? Don't play the if game with the devil. He will keep you chasing your tail. Have you ever watched a dog chase their tail? Have you ever? Truman will do this from time to time still. He'll get in this thing where he chases his tail. Really, he does it when he's got to go potty. I think he, like, smells his fart or something. I don't know. But he'll chase his tail. But what's funny is he gets to go in in a circle. He gets dizzy. And he's like, ooh, how much do you know the what-if game will make you dizzy? The other thing is, is on the rare occasion that he catches his tail. Now what? (laughs) Yeah, ouch. You can tell. He goes, ow, because he caught it ferociously. And then he's like, "Now what do I do with it? Listen, if you catch yourself, what are you going to do? You're going to end up hurting yourself. And causing more confusion. Because after he bites himself, he just stands there like, now what? Don't do that. Come on. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Stay straight ahead. Stay focused on God. How do we do that? Verse 8.
1: This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou... Shall thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have
0: good success.
3: So Colossians 3:2 told us to set our mind on the things above. Joshua tells us to meditate day and night. I've talked to you about meditation before. It's where you ruminate like a cow. That means you take a piece of the word in, and then you regurgitate it, and you chew on it a while, and you swallow it, and you regurgitate it, and you swallow it. What does that look like? It looks like you're talking it over. The word tells me to meditate. What does meditate mean? Meditate means to speak it over and over and over, to speak. Well, I can't speak unless I think. So if in order for me to speak the word, I have to think the word. And if I'm thinking the word, then I'm speaking and I can speak the word and if I'm speaking the word then that's then that's meditation what am I supposed to meditate on or what am I supposed to think and say continually the word how often day and night so this means that at all times day and night whenever my mind whenever I have a moment to to control what my mind is on then what I need to put my mind on is the word of God and then if I do that, if I meditate day and night, then he said, the, the word said, if I keep the word of God in my mouth day and night meditating, then what it will cause that me to do is that will cause me to observe according to all that is in the law. Well, what is the law? Love the Lord thy God. Okay, so we're old. That's Old Testament. New Testament says. Do you see how meditation works? You just keep going down the line. Well, well, that's Old Testament, New Testament. The law is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Well, how do I love God with my heart? Well, that's my spirit. How do I love God with my mind? Well, those are my thoughts and my emotions. With all my body. Okay, that means I need to, that I need to take a shower and take care of my hair and, you know, make myself presentable. I need to look good. I don't need to look homeless. I need to look like, you know, I know God and God knows me. Let's face it. Are you going to go, are you going to, if you had the opportunity to walk into, he- into the throne room of heaven, would you walk into the throne room of heaven in your pajamas? No. Would you walk in unbathed, unshowered, undeodorized, all that? No. You're going to take a few minutes to take care of yourself before you go. I mean, honestly, there's been times I'm like, oh, God, I just need to go spend time with you. And I'm looking a little... I will actually go in my bathroom and brush my teeth and brush my hair and put on deodorant. I, and if I've got my really ruddy pajamas on, I might put my nicer clothes on. I'll, I'll put my nicer clothes on and go spend time with God. Why? Because I'm going to go spend time with Him. I'm going to go acknowledge Him. I'm going to go give, be with Him. You know, uh, you know. I, I may not, you know, I may not always put on my nicer pajamas, but I'm at least going to, you know, deodorize and brush. look like I gave some effort. You know, give, it give God some effort. So this is meditating. So the question is, is what is your mind on? And this is something that you have to continually think of. Some things that I, there's some tools out there that are wonderful for helping you to know your mind. Or, or to help you organize the thoughts in your mind. You can just look up something that's easy to look up on, on Google. Google can be very beneficial. You can, or Siri, for my eye people, you can just look up the names of God and the scriptures that go with them. And what I got was a very nice little flow chart. I got a very nice little flow chart. And on here it says Elohim, the eternal God. Oh, wow, God's the eternal God. What does eternal mean? You might have to pull out your dictionary to find out what eternal means, but it means forever and forever and forever. In Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This means the strong one, the leading, the sovereign, the hero. hero. I love that. Elohim, the hero. Uh, The highest power, master of the universe, the life of all nations, who has given a covenant to protect his people. But if you look at Genesis 1-1 where it says, Lord, if you go back to the original language, it's the word Elohim. How cool is that? Um, Then... You can also look in Genesis 21:33 because it's El El okay I got to get this one El Olam El Olam the everlasting God so we had the eternal God now we have the everlasting God and this is um, it says and Abraham planted a grove in, ba- in Beersheba and called the name of the play, the name <clears throat> and called on the name of the Lord the everlasting God the everlasting God El Shaddai, which means the All-Sufficient or the Almighty God, we see this in Genesis one seventeen. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him and said, "I am the Lord, uh, I am the Almighty God, which is El Shaddai. I am El Shaddai, which means He's the All-Sufficient God, the All-Compassing uh, or uh, Comprising God, the One Who." Fulfills uh, so and brings fruit about, and also the one who judges purifies. Um, uh, the Almighty, the uh, for whom everything is possible. I mean, and you can just go down the list. It's three, this this particular one is three pages long. I looked up one. I looked up another one, which was um, Jesus in every book of the Bible. Jesus in every book of the Bible. You can find this with the scriptures. This one doesn't have the scriptures, but this right here will give you something to meditate on. Just listen to this one.
1: So Jesus, And if you get
3: a run and a shout, it's okay. So
1: Jesus is represented in, in every book of the Bible. It's, his name's not in every book of the Bible, but, he is, but there's a, a, shadow, a foreshadowing or, or, or a representation of some sort in every book of the Bible. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our high priest. In Numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Thank you, Jesus. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like unto Moses. You know, in the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, they had the the Jews found their way through the wilderness by following that and that they kept pillar. their eyes on it.
3: That's right. Which
1: is what we're called to do today is keep our eyes on Jesus. That's right. All right. So in Joshua, he is the commander of the Lord's army. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. Glory in First and Second Samuel, he is the seed of David. In Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, he is our faithful scribe.
3: Glory to God.
1: In Nehemiah, he is the rebuilder of everything broken.
0: Yes, In Esther, he
1: is our Mordecai, our advocate. In Job, he is our ever living Redeemer. Yes. In Job, the book of doubt. Yeah. And fear and worry, he's our ever living Redeemer. Redeemer.
3: Glory to God. In
1: Psalms, he is our Shepherd. In Proverbs, he is our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he is our meaning for life. In the Song of Solomon, he is the loving Bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the prince of peace.
3: Yes. In Jeremiah
1: and Lamentations, he is our weeping prophet. Yes. In Ezekiel, the glorious Lord. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fiery furnace.
3: Yes. Come on. Come on. He's right there. In
1: Hosea, he is the faithful husband. In Joel, he is the outpourer of the Holy Spirit. Yes. In Amos. He is the burden bearer. Glory to God. In Obadiah, he is our judge and savior. In Jonah, he is the risen prophet. In Micah, he is the ruler of the world from Bethlehem.
3: Glory to God.
1: In Nahum, he is our stronghold. Yes. In Habakkuk, he is the watchman. In Zephaniah, he is the mighty to save. In Haggai, he is the restorer.
3: Come on.
1: In Zechariah, he is the branch of David, the one pierced for us. In Malachi, he is the son of righteousness. In Matthew, he is king of the Jews, the mm. Messiah, the Christ, the, the son, son of the, of the living, living God. God. Yes. In Mark, he is the servant, miracle worker. Yes. In Luke, he is the baby in the manger, yep. the son of man. In John, he is the son of God, the living word, the way, the truth. Truth and the life. life. In Acts, He is the Savior of the world, Ascended Lord. In Romans, He is the Justifier. In First Corinthians, He is the Resurrection. In Second Corinthians, He is our Comfort. In Galatians, He is our Liberty. In Ephesians, he's the Head of the Church. In Come Philippians, up. He is our Joy. In Colossians, He is our Completeness and the glue that holds our world together. Yes, He is. In Lord. first and second Thessalonians he is the coming king in first and second Timothy he is the meditator or mediator sorry mediator mediator yep. in Philemon he is the, our benefactor yes in Titus he is the blessed hope in Hebrews he is our perfection in James he is the power behind our faith in Come first on. and second Peter he is our chief shepherd and chief cornerstone.. Come on. In 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he is our truth and everlasting life. In Jude, he is the foundation of our faith, our security. In Revelations, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
3: Come on, let's sum it up.
1: He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He is the architect of the universe and the manager of all times.
3: Yes, thank he you. He
1: always was, he always is, and he and always, always will, will be, be. Unmoved, unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, undefeated, undefeated but never undone. undone.
3: Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. In Saint John chapter one, verse fourteen it says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, Pastor, I just don't know what truth is. Jesus said, I am the truth, and in John it said he is the word. So this book right here, these 66, word, these 66 letters inspired by the Holy Spirit, penned by men, is actual, factual truth. This is truth. Every word is truth. If you don't know what truth is, then you need to put your nose in these 66 letters and you need to study and you need to come to know the truth, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is not my truth or your truth or their truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. Amen. Period. End of story. He is the word made flesh. And his word is true. It's true. Listen. Somebody asked Pastor Mike this week, do you believe every word in that Bible? And Pastor Mike, without hesitation, said, yes, I do. Listen, they turn around and they, these are self-proclaimed Christians and say, well, I don't believe every word. Well, that might be some of your problem.
2: <laughs> I'm not trying it.
3: to be ugly or anything. But listen, this word is here because it's truth. Well, man put that book together. Let me tell you something. This letters of the Old Testament were set in before Jesus was ever born. It was already set before it was ever before he was ever born. The New Testament was already set in the New Testament church before the establishment of the Catholic Church. It was set and before long the, and before, before the that. King
1: James Bible was ever printed.
3: Before the King James Bible, the books were already set. What made them set? They were they number one all the letters have to agree one with the other and cannot contradict. So of, the, of these supposed hidden books of the Bible, these hidden books of the Bible are not hidden. They're there for the whole world to see. They didn't make muster. They, could, they actually conflict with the other 66 books, which is why they don't qualify. They conflict. The other thing about it is that the majority of the churches, the early age churches, the churches that were churches started by the 12 apostles rejected those letters as scriptures. They were rejected. That's why they're not part of the Bible.
1: They also had to be first-hand accounts.
3: They also had to be set accounts. There are reasons that these other books, so these 66 books are the books handed down by God from generation to generation to generation, and my God is not so small that he cannot protect his word. Amen. He can protect his word. Our God is not a small God. Our God is a big God. And if you're not if you you will never know how big he is and how able he is unless you set your mind upon him 24/7. You've got to set your mind upon him. There's so much revelation that God wants to give. If you think, if you have these thoughts, well, I just don't know God, or I don't know the plan of God, or I don't know the provision of God, it's not his fault, it's your fault. And I'm not being ugly, and I want to end this on a good note, but here's the deal. Everything you need to know about God is revealed right here. There are things, and, I, and I'll even go so far as to say this. There are things that are not in the book that God wants to reveal to you, but you will not have it revealed until you learn how to do it the way this book tells you. This book tells you how. This idea of, well, you just can't know the will of God, that's just not true. He wrote his will down. That's why it's called the Testament. It's his will. Come on, ushers. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think maybe he stay off. It's up to you, Mister <laughs> Derek. He said, I, "He said, nope. I'm a man of faith. I got this." Glory to God. He is a man of faith. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we lay our hand upon Brother Derek. We command that swelling in that foot to go down. Father, we command these irritated, sprained muscles and and uh, ligaments and. J- j- body parts, joints, everything, every part that's associated in a sprain, we command them to be healed and whole and restored in Jesus mighty name. We command the inflammation to come down and the pain to leave. Father, we thank you that <laughs> Father, we thank you that Derek is the healed of the Lord. Father, honestly, we could say this isn't a surprise to you but a surprise to us, but it's not a surprise to us. Father, because every time Derek loses weight, that ankle flares up. But, Lord, we thank you that as that weight continues to drop off, that that ankle becomes strong and straight in Jesus' mighty name. And, Father, we thank you for it. We glorify you and we magnify you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and Amen. Glory to God. Father, we ask that you have your hand upon the offering. Michael, us the offering, honey?
1: Lord, we thank you that your word is tr- the truth and your word is working. Lord, we thank you that you have, you have given us this word today that we can meditate on and that it will give us strength and help us to be of good courage and not just courageous but good courage. Help us to stand strong for what we believe in and for what the truth really is. Lord, we know that you have given us this word to show us the truth that we can have something to stand on, that we can be bold about it, and that we can we can tell others that this is the truth, this is your word, this is the word of our God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, we just we 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 just thank you for all that you that you have done for us. We thank you that that you that we that we have the ability to lift you up, Lord. We thank you that, that you give us that breath. You gave us that breath that is within us. Without it, we would be nothing. We would be nowhere.
3: Thank you, Father. We just,
1: Lord, we just want you so much in our lives. And we, and we ask you to be with us always. And, and and we we do not turn away from you, Lord. We don't turn to the left or the right. We, t- we keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. You are our Lord. You are the light into our path. You will lead us in all of the beside green pastures you will lead us in the good places you will keep us from harm you will you will lead us through the valley of the shadow Man, of death you. you will lead us through the fire and we will not you be burned yes, thank
0: lord you, father. thank you we
1: father. just we we rely on you to guide us and lead us even in the smallest things lord if i have a headache i'll call on you thank you father lord
3: father we do call on you in all areas of life father we thank you we honor you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Father, we thank you for you are our truth. And Father, we thank you that as we sow a seed, Father God, that, that it you will cause be it to be magnified and
1: it will be blessed.
3: In increased Jesus in Jesus' name, Satan. Take your hands off the increase. Angels, go get it. Father, we thank you that the word is true and the word is working. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You can serve the people. Thank you, Father. I was
1: winding up instead of it down. Uh, you were. <laughs> thank you, Lord.
3: Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we do thank you. Father, we do honor you. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Well, we'll be here for prayer tonight at 5 and then healing school at 6 and um, And then regular service Wednesday night, if you need us, let us know. We do have the sign-up sheet for the dinner. So if you're planning on coming, put your name down. And if you're like, well, I'm like 80% sure, put your name down with a question mark, uh, just so we have a general head count so I can let Julie know for sure. And uh, we're dismissed. We love you guys so much.